0: Hi, this is John Byrne with Poets and Quants. Welcome to our one-on-one deep dive into Cornell University's Johnson Graduate School of Management. Today, we're going to talk about something unusual for many people. It's analytical storytelling and leadership skills for a tech-driven business world. Now, many of you may know that Cornell has a new campus in New York. It's called Cornell Tech. And the Johnson School has a a one-year accelerated tech MBA on that campus. And we have with us today two people who have innovated something rather new, that started in that new MBA program at Cornell Tech and has been moved into the traditional two-year MBA in Ithaca, New York, the home base of Cornell University. So welcome Vishal Gore, who is the Emerson Professor of Manufacturing Management at Cornell, and Drew Pasquarella, who graduated from Cornell with an MBA back in 2001 and is Associate Dean for MBA programs and a Senior Lecturer of Finance. Welcome. Thank you, John.
1: Pleasure to talk with you.
0: So let's let's talk about the genesis of how you sort of developed the curriculum to bring together quantitative skills and data intelligence with soft business skills, such as critical thinking and negotiation. What was the impetus for that?
1: So the impetus for this came from talking with uh, our students and uh, recruiters, both of whom expressed really strong interest in creating new curriculum for the tech industry, and this became really exciting for us as we went deeper into it, conducted surveys and focus groups with students and alumni. And I would say it was an iterative process. In the beginning, we had some ideas about what the curriculum should be and worked together with our colleagues in computer information sciences. And as we learned from it, we improved it every year. So over the last four or five years, this curriculum has become far more advanced than what we started out with. And how do you do it? We have a few principles that we use in this curriculum. The first principle is um, that we try to mix students across our two campuses in Ithaca and Cornell Tech. And similarly, in Ithaca, we try to mix students across programs. So MBA program with the students from uh, Information Sciences in School of CIS at Cornell. The second principle is that we try to embed technology in business decisions. So um, if we take an example of, say, uh, blockchains, a student doesn't need to know cryptographic algorithms, but the student needs to know what are the principles of blockchain that apply to a business application and whether blockchain is a right technology for a business application or not. So, uh, so we have tried to strike a balance between how much technology a student needs to know and how they can embed it very closely into, uh, into business so these are two principles, and I would say a third one is that we have tried to stay very close to recruiters, talking with companies such as um, Google, Amazon, and our alumni at Apple or um, or Salesforce or Workday, and that has helped us innovate in this curriculum each year.
0: And even though we've mentioned a lot of tech firms there, the truth is that these are skills that are needed everywhere in every organization, Right.
1: That's a very good point and it is exactly right. Technology today touches everything and we find that even traditionally non-technical businesses now are asking for MBAs with the tech skills to recruit. So we find that in fact many of our students from digital tech are going into uh, traditional companies like PNG or Amex or even manufacturing companies which are interested in knowing about SQL or data analytics or 3D printing, so it's it's really exciting.
0: And the whole interest in using and applying data and analytics for strategic and persuasive decision-making, I mean, this is something that actually goes way back to Robert McNamara days uh, at the Ford Motor Company, but it's extremely hot today. Why, why is data analytics such a very big deal, and why are people with those skills in such high demand?
1: I, I love the analogy that you gave you know if we go back to the days of ford motor company or even before then to um, frederick winslow taylor he was collecting data by standing with a stopwatch and watching how a worker works and uh, and trying to reduce inefficiencies and making the worker's job more productive and and less hazardous the same thing is happening with data today just that we don't have uh, scientists standing with stopwatches but but we have sensors and abilities to track machines, internet traffic, consumer behavior, etc. So there's a large amount of data. And I like to think of data as Lego blocks for today's MBA. So you have a whole bunch of Lego blocks in different shapes and sizes, and a student has to create a product out of that, out of those Lego blocks. So like a kid, the student creates a product and tells a story about how what that product is and how exciting that is so it's not much different a skill compared to what we have needed before but it changes the context
0: and i guess today the big difference is the amount of data in many cases it's overwhelming and there are many companies who don't really know what to do with it
1: right yes that's exactly right and that's why i said lego blocks because the number of different types of lego blocks is just so large and uh, data is overwhelming. We have students for uh, create um, a product using data from Yelp, and they create different kinds of products. So, um, for example, one team said, we have a huge database with lots of tables from Yelp. Can we use it to figure out where to open a new Chinese restaurant? <laughs> so, uh, it's good to see students work on these things. How do you figure that one out? It's interesting, and these students are really smart. We... Um, we gradually give them the skills, so they get more and more savvy working with data, and then this becomes the capstone assignment for a for a course.
2: And I'd, I'd say we're probably in a more advanced stage or, or phase of, of you know use of big data. It, you know, in a in a prior phase, you had leading companies that use data analytics for to gain a competitive edge over over their peer set. And it wasn't widely used to the extent that, that we see it today. Today, I think it's, it's table stakes for uh, operating in a market and being smart with data is no longer you know, the key to competitive advantage. It's a requirement for remaining competitive. So you know, so the, the use of big data and the acknowledgement that you need this core capability within the corporate set, I think, is, is much more widely known today than it was even, you know, say, five, 10 years ago.
0: And the companies leading the way in shaping our expectations of all this are the googles the facebooks the apples the amazons of the
2: world right so i, I would say a, a google and and a facebook and and an amazon to to some i mean certainly they're a huge data company I'm not sure if they're you know as as uh, our typical consumer would see them as as much of a big data company, but certainly google and facebook i think it brought into the mainstream that there is a a massive opportunity to mine and sell data in a way that creates significant value for shareholders and that that has brought the idea into the mainstream and and has taken say management teams that maybe not not thinking about big data as a core capability and and sort of woken them up to the notion that this needs to be core inside of their environment as well right And of course, there are
0: people in the back room who gather data and there are people in the front room who present it and use it for decision making. And this is where one's persuasive skills in using the data comes into play. So how do you combine the hard and the soft?
1: So I think one more thing here is that it is not just the large companies, but also the small companies that are playing a really important role in the tech industry. And tech is the really the fastest growing area of employment for our students today. So um, the percentage of students going into tech has gone up fastest for the last three, four years. Mm. I think, um, as I said before, the way of combining the hard and the soft is firstly to Put together students from different disciplines together in a classroom. Second, to give them business problems that are derived from the real world to work on. This is something that our digital tech immersion accomplishes. And I would say a third one is to change the way um, leadership skills are taught. And uh, I can describe that in a little more detail. Uh, uh, this has had strong outcomes for our students. We see uh, students who are coming from a completely non-technical background, or those coming, let us say, from a military background, and when they come in, they think they are not technical enough to get into this industry, but after going through the, through the curriculum, they get jobs as product managers or technical product managers in, in large and small companies. So it is possible to improve the skill set of a student, regardless of where they are coming from, and it's, and it's possible to make them succeed in this industry with the right type of curriculum.
0: And in the Tech MBA, this is taught, as you just mentioned, in the immersion. In the full-year, rather the two-year full-time program back in Ithaca, where students get to spend uh, a semester at the Cornell Tech Campus in New York, is it also taught in an immersion format?
1: So, yes. So we teach our digital technology in an immersion format for our first-year MBA students in the spring semester. Then in second year, they can take a bunch of courses in Ithaca And spend a semester at Cornell Tech taking courses in fintech or digital marketing, which my colleague uh, Drew also teaches. Right. Mm -hmm. So this
0: is over several different electives as well.
1: Yes. So uh, we have a few different electives um, that are really interesting in this area. So, for example, there's a course called Designing Data Products, um, where um, students are exposed to different kinds of data sets and they're and their goal is to understand the complexity of data and come up with ways of creating new products based on data.
0: Give us an example of that, a digital product uh, based on data.
1: So uh, I think the Yelp example that I was giving earlier is, um, is, fits really well. Um, uh, right. So um, that would be one example of this. Or um, let us say there was a project given to students by a company that had created or collected a lot of supply chain network data. And the company needed help in figuring out how to productize that data and sell it to their customers. And our students worked in a team to, uh, to figure that out and give advice to the company. There are huge applications of this in uh, digital marketing, in operations, in finance, everywhere.
0: And of course, these projects are extremely helpful to students because not only do you get to practice and learn from the practice, but more importantly, you also get to tell a future employer what you've done and to sort of show off your
1: skills, right? Yes, that's exactly right. The Many of our students say that having these skills enables them to um, hit the ground running in their jobs and especially in their internships, because when they go in and have already been exposed to different kinds of data, as Drew was describing, it becomes easier for them to figure their way around in a new organization, form the right kinds of teams and, and work with them to um, uh, effectively.
0: Do you think that in the future you'll teach this the same way, let's say three to five years out, or will we learn a lot more and and maybe this will evolve in ways that we can't even imagine today?
1: I would go with um, your last point. I think it will evolve in ways that we could not cannot imagine today in the same way as it has evolved in ways that we could not imagine five years back. One area that I think is becoming more and more important is leadership skills that are needed for um, working effectively in the tech industry. We have come to realize that students need a different style of leadership for this industry. It has a few characteristics. So, for example, students need to be non-hierarchical for tech industry. They need to figure out how to manage through daily change effectively. They need to be adept at working in situations where job descriptions are boundaryless and the success in an organization is more initiative driven rather than structure driven, or where um, group interactions can be difficult because people come from very different backgrounds and skill sets. We feel that working with these types of environments and creating leadership skills for these environments will be key for students going forward. And a really interesting aha here for us is that even the traditional non-technical industries are now going towards this kind of leadership model. So we we are focusing a lot of energy in this uh, area.
0: That's true, because as you point out, uh, people are working all over the world and they're working in culturally diverse Geographically diverse teams, and uh, with very different value systems in many cases. And what one person says in one culture may be ver- interpreted very differently in another culture. Yes, yeah.
1: Culture is a part of it, and uh, skills are another part of it. So, let's say if my if my company is deciding whether to put my data on a cloud, then that decision requires bringing together engineers, data security experts, and managers, and how well they work together as an interdisciplinary team is, uh, is a big driver of the success of that outcome. Our, our students are becoming more and more familiar with that type of decision-making, as well as uh, uh, working in those kinds of uh, cross-disciplinary teams so that they can harness everybody's energy and everybody's skills uh, towards the task.
0: And tell me what you've learned since you put this into the curriculum and how you might have changed your approach.
1: I can speak to this a bit, but I think Drew also has a lot of experience teaching these courses firsthand, so um, he may have uh, more to add here. I would say when we first started, our main emphasis was to create tech literacy among students, and each year we improved the curriculum to some degree. Uh, We went from tech literacy to decision-making in tech. Mm -hmm. Then we went to managing projects in complex teams. And now we are trying to focus on leadership skills and sourcing the right kinds of projects from our corporate partners so that the greatest value comes to students. Because so, I mean, that's another dimension because in initial years, our corporate partners also didn't know how to best use the ability of MBA students and they would give a project that may be a little too unstructured, but with experience, we have gotten better at that. Yeah, I, I would say in,
2: in adding on to that, you know, in terms of what, we, what we've what we learned and the evolution of our, our curriculum as we continue to learn, you know, I, I don't think we think about these skills as um, individual siloed skills that we hope somebody has and takes away before graduation. We, we're providing them in a foundational way and then providing several opportunities to practice those skills in this performance learning environment, which includes the immersions and the intensives and any practicum that would involve a field project, as Vishal mentioned. So the, the practice of these skills in a controlled environment under the tutelage of a professor and industry professor, professionals that we invite into the classroom in the academic environment. I think that's really where the power lies, you know, providing somebody with data analytics skill without the context and the ability to practice it and and to lead a team that's solving a business problem has muted response. But when you incorporate all of those uh, together, you really create a very powerful student and graduate of Johnson that can go out and make a difference early. And And we're proud that we're seeing, we're seeing a lot of that today.
0: That sounds good. I, and I think that's apt because after all, what you are doing is you're also embedding uh, hard and soft skills in uh, a given student and using these different approaches to, to make it happen is the magic. Mm-hmm. Yep. <laughs> all right. Well, uh, listen, thank you so much. That was a terrific discussion. Vishal, thank you. And Drew, thank you as well. This is John Byrne with Poets and Quants. Thanks for joining our deep dive into Cornell University's analytical storytelling leadership skills for a tech-driven business world. Thanks for listening.